When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's another Waiting for Next Year podcast brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network. Once again, it's Josh and Joe, this time to recap the Browns' loss to the Chiefs in Kansas City. They're one, is it one twenty and one in season opener since their return in 1999? Yeah, only uh, one win. But this time, Joe and I will talk about this. We'll get into it. But yeah. for the first time, I know everyone's going to say, oh, man, it's all about moral victories and it's all about showing promise. But I'm actually excited about what the Browns did today, even though they lost. How about you, Joe? I'm I'm in the same boat. Yeah, they they lost because of mistakes. There's there's no other no other way uh, to say. Um, but the talent was it was even on both sides. You could tell the, the both teams were one of the top teams in the league, and they showed it. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm more excited coming out of this game. Uh, than like a, a win, like maybe mid early last season. So it's really impressive um, what they showed early on. Um, just like, just the things they can build on, things they can improve on. And hey, they were right there with the uh, the AFC champions, and that's all you can ask for in Week One. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, even without even looking at film or going deep diving into the stats, you can say. One, they got outscored 23-7 in the second half. That's inexcusable. Even in Kansas City, if it was like a playoff game, like a must-win, that is absolutely inexcusable. That can't happen. Two, self-inflicted mistakes. You had the punt, or you had, it wasn't even a punt, even though you should have punted it. The Scottish Hammer somehow dropping that snap. That was awful. Over panicking. <laughs> yeah, over panicking, and then thinking that he can outrun the I I don't I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Like he overpaint like usually punters pick up the ball and then at least try to punt it and then it gets blacked. Mm. He didn't even try to punt it. He literally just picked it yeah. up and said, I'm running. You know, it's fourth and thirteen. I was right. like, what and are he, you had, doing? he had time too. He yeah, I know. he had definitely time. had time. Like yeah, there was no know. one there was nowhere like he had room to run. And so he he clearly had room to punt the ball. He clearly I don't know why he over panicked. Yeah. It was like a rookie mistake, even though he's not out. I love for someone. I'm sure he won't really speak to the media, but I'd love for someone to ask him why he over panicked. I don't. Yeah. So we had that one. And then we have Nick Chubb's fumble. Nick Chubb never freaking fumbles the ball. Yeah. He decided to fumble. And then, uh, oh, Baker Mayfield's interception to end the game, basically, which Mm -hmm. me and you both agreed. We talked prior to the podcast that I think he was trying to throw it out of bounds. And he yeah. got tripped up, and it was mid-throw when he got tripped up. So as he was falling, he still <clears throat> threw it, and it yeah. was a tiny bit short from out of bounds. Yeah. And, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, it was perfect timing by that that hit. You, you, it's just like when you trip, you, your your arm just goes a little bit shorter, and it it just wound up right in the guy's hands. Uh, I, I, that interception, we'll talk about Baker later on, but yeah, this – that I I just throw that away and move on on that one. It's 
I, there's uh, so many other mistakes by uh, the fumble and then the punt that uh, cost the game. Not not that play. The punt that wasn't because it literally wasn't. <laughs> I wish it was a punt. I really the, wish it was. The three yard loss or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Yeah, but the the Browns just went into Kansas City, went into Arrowhead Stadium, season opener. The whole country, the whole National Football League, watching on national television. And they should have won the game. And they, I mean, I know it, it's easy to say they showed plenty of promise, just like I said. But to keep it close, they basically, I that first half offensively put the feed that into my veins and just have that be the <laughs> entire game one of these times. Cause that was, you couldn't have asked for a better first half offensively. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the best Baker we've ever seen. Uh, I really truly believe the, he, his, uh, his just confidence in the offense and then his accuracy and just, he knew where he knew where the ball should go and, and he got it there. And it was, it was really impressive. He, he showed it pretty much the whole game. Um, maybe a little bit late at the end of the game, he kind of, kind of panicked a little bit on, on a few things, but it, it has, this was one of the best games of his career. And uh, it, it just shows how much, how much confidence he has in this offense, how much, um, how much comfortable, how comfortable he is. And I just can't wait to see him just develop even more during the season. If this is week one, I can't wait to see. <laughs> can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, week one at Kansas City and without, I won't, I won't even say Odell Beckham's the best receiver in the Browns because he hasn't played in almost a year. But without a talent like OBJ, where even if he's not catching the ball, he still has plenty of eyes from the defense. Yeah, I, I'm very, very, very excited about this offense. And mm-hmm. like I said, it's so tough. I know the Browns haven't won a season opener since 2004. That's well known. But the things they showed today and almost winning, if it wasn't for self-inflicted mistakes, they win that game and they're 1-0. And yeah. the Browns fans are probably parading. That's yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah. I told myself – Go ahead. Go. Okay. I, I was say I told myself I wouldn't react, overreact. Game one, yeah. win or lose, blowout or not. I probably would have overreacted if it was a blowout either way, though. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not overreacting. It's just one week. It's one loss. They should probably win like the next three or four, if we're being mm-hmm. honest. And I just think Kevin Stefanski, his aggressive play calling early in the game in the first quarter. I think we can take a lot from that. He went for it twice yeah. on fourth down. They got both of them. He went for a two-point conversion after there was an offsides call on the extra point, which how do you go offsides on the extra point? Seriously. Um, but, yeah, I from Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield and even the running backs, the wide receivers, everything in the first half, probably the best Browns half offensively I've seen in my lifetime, to be honest. Yeah, it was – it was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was it was a complete game too. The offense the offense ran the ball and passed the ball just efficiently and effectively. Um, they didn't make mistakes in the first half. It, it was it was really good. Um, Stefanski drew up some amazing plays um, to get open open receivers, open run game. It was it was it was fun to watch. Um, it. it Quite frankly, it, it continued the second half uh, up until just kind of the end of the third quarter, and 
and it just came down to mistakes and it showed this these teams are they're equals but one team is more mature and and uh they kind of they're more experienced in these situations they didn't make any mistakes <laughs> the the Kansas City they they had they had no like interceptions no near interceptions no fumbles nothing they they were the cleaner teams, and that's what comes down to when when both teams are equally talented. Comes down to those small things, those big mistakes, and all that like that. And uh, one team was more uh, ready to go, and that was. And it just shows that we're we're getting there. <laughs> we're, we're the talent level is equal now. We just gotta we just gotta get more experience and just get better at the small things. Absolutely, yeah. Like you said, in order to take the Browns from a good team to a great team like the Chiefs. It's the small things, like you said. It's the turnovers. It's the, say, not converting a third down when they should have or not seeing an open receiver. It's just the small things, which Patrick Mahomes and company, they not only have the experience, like you mentioned, but they also did all the small things today, which, I mean, I guess when you have Travis Kelt, when you have the best tight end in football and – the second fastest player, because Anthony Schwartz is the fastest player in the NFL, and we'll talk about him later. Yeah. When you have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, I guess it's kind of easy to not make mistakes, even if it's not Patrick Mahomes. But then when you combine that with the best quarterback in the NFL, I mean, there's only so much. I know it's easy to say, how are the Browns leaving the tight end wide open? But if you're so focused on Tyree Kill, yeah. It's bound to happen. And then if yeah. you focus on Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill will beat you deep. I mean, it's literally yeah. the Chiefs offense is like the perfect combination that every yeah. team wants. And then when you have the best quarterback in the NFL, it's just like, what are you going to do? You have yeah. to play perfect offensively for four, for four quarters. Right. And and that's that was the success in the first half. The, the Browns didn't stop them, really. They, they held them to a field goal, but – the offense was on the field so long and was moving the ball successfully that it was great defense by them. <laughs> that was the, that's literally the only way, and hope for maybe a mistake by Mahomes. But the literally only way of defending them is with good offense, and we sh- we showed that in the first half. So something to build on, and uh, hopefully for a rematch in the playoffs, we'll uh, see them improve on that. Man, I'd love to see Browns Chiefs in Cleveland. Oh, I know. Can we we get won't talk. Kansas we, City? Yeah, we won't talk about this anymore. We don't want to jinx anything. Yeah. But imagine that type of game in freaking First Energy Stadium. And yeah. speaking of the perfect offense, it's easy to. It's very cliche to say that in order to beat Kansas City, you have to outscore them. But you literally do. You have to mm-hmm. not only be aggressive like Stef- the field goals aren't going to win you games in Kansas mm-hmm. City. So you have to be aggressive like Stefanski. You have to execute like the Browns did in the first half. And then you just can't make mistakes like the Browns did in the second half. And they still only lost by four. That's the thing right. I'm like, I don't, I'm super happy even though the Browns are 0 1. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's so much like in, in the past, how many things we could take from a loss? Not much. We can take a lot from this loss in a positive way. Um, there's a lot of great signs that we saw. Um, and it just, I, I really am more excited after this loss for the rest of the season than I, I did coming in. It's the just the way that offense looked and how Stefanski expanded the offense vertically and all that. It, it was it was fun to see, and I, I can't wait for uh, OBJ to be added back. Hopefully, Jedrick is not uh, 
to uh, injured there, um, and he gets back, and I, I can't wait to see the whole offense together. It's going to be exciting, man. Yeah, hopefully Jedrick Wills isn't. Um, yes. Hopefully it's just a rolled ankle. I, yeah. If he misses a couple weeks, honestly, it's not that big of a deal because yeah, they have Chris just, Hubbard and the opponents that they're going against the next couple weeks. Just don't which be is weird to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't just don't be a season-ending injury. It's weird to say that I'm not worried about the next couple weeks. It used to be like the opposite, where like <laughs> the Houston the Texans are becoming the Browns. It'll just be like, oh yeah, that's an easy win. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So offensively, I guess the number one thing that we have to talk about. Anthony Schwartz, who saw him, he had five targets today. Uh, where five targets, <laughs> three receptions, sixty-nine yards. Who saw him being tied for the lead, the team lead in targets today? I certainly, did. I saw like maybe one or two, being more of like a decoy than anything. Right. I did yeah. not see him participating like he did today. <laughs> totally agree. I thought I thought it was going to be more of a decoy maybe um, used for jet sweeps and all that stuff. But, man, they threw him into the fire, and he he answered. Uh, he made a few a few uh, mistakes, like dropping that pass, but that was good defense overall. Uh, but he, he had a hell of a game, man. For a rookie in your first game with one preseason game and out for a lot of training camp, that was impressive to see. Um, and Browns <laughs> – Browns look like they got a good one there. Uh, it, it's it's going to be fun to see him just grow in this offense because his speed is his speed. You you could see it just early on there. They if he can get past, if he can get single coverage, they'll go to him and he can beat one guy. And it's going to be exciting to see. Yeah, I I don't know if he. I honestly didn't really pay. Richard Higgins didn't record a reception. Did he not no. play at all? I honestly wasn't really, really paying attention on that. I don't. I didn't see him. I don't think he did. So maybe that's why Schwartz received more playing time. But yeah, the yeah. Higgins then. I don't know what. There was no lead up to anything that was wrong with him. So I don't know what's going on with that. I'm sure Stefanski was asked that post game, and then Donovan Peoples Jones only had one catch for four yards, which was I think game. it was a crucial one. Yeah, it was yeah. a big one. It was like First a third down. and two. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he had a big catch, but. I feel when Odell comes back, like we talked about in the preview uh, podcast earlier this week, it's just the Browns have so many playmakers to work with, right. and we haven't even discussed Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt yet. Right. Yeah, it's going to – OBJ is going to allow it to expand even more. Um, they'll be allowed to – we saw a lot of uh, a lot of double tight ends, uh, three tight ends even on the field. I think they can, they can actually – once OBJ back, OBJ comes back, they can go the opposite way and see three or four uh, receivers at a time on the field. It's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be fun. I think this offense, they have the talent to be able to match up whatever whatever way they need. Like if they need a run play, if they need to go heavy, they can do that. If they need to go wide, uh, five wide or four wide. Uh, they can do that. It's it's going to be fun to watch to see it develop, and I, I can't wait to see how uh, Stavansky draws it up with OB, OBJ when he comes back. Absolutely. Yeah, I have full, for the first time in my lifetime, I have full faith in the Browns head coach and the Browns offensive co- coordinator that they'll be able to utilize all the talent, the talent that the Browns have. And, yeah. yeah, like you said, I can't wait to see what they do with it, to be honest. Yeah. And with his quarterback, let's go to let's go to Baker, man. He 
this was the best game I've ever seen him play. Um, in the Ooh, first half. really? Oh, first half. In the first half. He was clean. It, it was almost flawless in the first half. Um, it, he made all the right decisions. He threatened the offense or threatened the defense on all levels. It, it was impressive to see. He he really looked comfortable in what he was doing and knew where to go. It was fun to watch. I can't wait. To see, I just it's it's. We keep saying this. I I can't wait to see this team develop and and Baker develop even more. It's we. It's it's just fun, man. I can't, I can't wait for next week. And next week they. I know they went up against the Jaguars, but they cannot take the Texans lightly. No, Tyron no. Taylor's offense just put up I not even I think they put up like thirty seven points today. Yeah. So yeah, they're um, they're a they're a veteran team. Um someone was talking that earlier, I, I can't remember who it was. Veteran teams, they, they'll play hard. <laughs> you can't just show up against them. Even though if they don't have the talent or anything like that, they'll they'll show up. We've seen that with the Browns when they had like veteran teams under like uh like Mangini and all that, they they we've seen that like multiple, <laughs> so multiple, times. multiple times with the Browns. Yeah, we've had the experience, but we we just didn't have the talent. But they showed effort and all that. So yeah, it's not something they'll they'll uh, just show up to and uh, try to win. But uh, I think uh, that loss might actually help them. I think they'll go in pretty mad <laughs> and might take it out on Houston. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I should be very scared if I were the te- or I would be very scared if I were the Texans. It's the home opener in front of a sold out crowd for the first time in a year and a half. Yeah. And they're gonna go up against a very, very angry Browns team. So yeah. Houston, you have a problem. <laughs> yeah, we we're we're already hearing it from the uh post game press conferences. The players are not happy. <laughs> so let yeah, me guess, Baker probably said something along the lines of that he has a chip on his shoulder because he uses yeah. he uses that so often. I part of me is like, heck yeah, Baker. Part of me is like, Baker, please get something new. We know you have a chip on your shoulder. <laughs> hey, if it works, don't quit it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, but speaking knows. of Baker, I just looked at I didn't realize that he did not have a passing but 21 of 28 with 320 yards and not a touchdown. How is that even possible? Yeah. They uh they all there was never like a big play that got in the end zone, so they kind of in the red zone they went they definitely went uh run heavy and when you got Chubb and Hunt, <laughs> they'll take it all the way for you. True. Yeah, it's just crazy that he completed yeah. 21 passes for 321 yards and not mm-hmm. a single touchdown. All right, so we talked about the offense or the passing offense. Nick Chubb, 15 carries, 83 yards, two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, six carries, 33 yards, and a touchdown. I actually thought that Kareem Hunt, I thought the carries more, were more even than that. I'm surprised, 15 and six. I think you can't really ask for more than that from the running game, especially in like a close game in Kansas city where, you know, the passing attacks is going to have to win you, win you the game late. I'm sure against like the Texans knock on wood, they're going to have a lot more carries in that combined and a lot more yards, but yeah, I mean, they average five and a half yards of carry. You can't really ask for much more than that outside of the fumble. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were about to like with that fumble, that fumble changed the game more than I think any play in the, in the whole entire game, they, they were running right down their throats. They were going to be able to probably give them a lot more carries if they continued onto that drive. Um, 
but yeah, the the run game was stellar once again. Um, they made short yardage plays look easy. Um, it, it was it was another successful day um, with the run game, and I, nothing nothing to worry about there. So I'm I'm excited to see them uh, get even more usage next week. Honestly, there's besides the linebackers, I guess, because just like Ohio State, there's are always been so many questions around the linebackers. There's not really much to worry about at any position group. Well, okay, special teams too. I forgot special teams. Special teams is a big <laughs> yes, but it's the Browns. Oh it's God. the Browns though. When it, hasn't there been a question about special teams? Can we bring Phil Dawson back, please? I wish. I don't he's care. Probably, if he's, I don't care if he's fifty. <laughs> I, I yeah I was that the yeah it was an extra was point an extra that it point. hit off yeah that it hit off the free <laughs> hit off it the was goal an post important one in. too because they needed it to go to two possessions to go to so nine like, good yeah. lord <laughs> yeah, yeah I, special teams is something something to watch um puncher we talked about it last year Jamie Gillum has not been good last was not good last year and it's. That was not a good start for him, <laughs> quite frankly. Maybe his so. hands fell asleep because he wasn't used for the first three hours of the game. Maybe. That's the only know. excuse. He was holding for kicks, so I don't know. <laughs> that was just I, I know. I don't want to harp on this, but I don't get – obviously, I'm not in that situation either. A sold-out crowd that's super loud. But he overpanicked. It was like a rookie mistake. Like, I don't get why he overpanicked so much. And then he decided to run. Like, I was like, oh, he just said get like – out wide and then punt it. No, yeah, he was no. running for a first down at fourth and thirteen. Clearly, I was like, dude, yeah. what are you doing? Clearly, a guy who's never, never dropped a punt before and had no idea what to do <laughs> because he looked like he was a fish out of water. He had no. Yeah, idea he definitely was saying in his head, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, it was. It was not good. Yeah, but yeah. So special teams is definitely the uh, area of concern going out after this one. Yes, and I wish there were real-time stats. We'll talk about Miles Garrett and Jadamon Clowney now in the defensive line. I wish there were real-time stats for quarterback pressures because I know the defensive line only had two sacks. Miles Garrett had that big one in the fourth quarter. But it seemed like Patrick Mahomes was moving in and outside of the park pocket yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah. the The defensive line was – I thought they played better than I, I even expected. Um, it, that just shows what sacks are. <laughs> it's a quarterback stat sometimes um, because Mahomes got out of I don't know how many sacks of miles. He just he had an innate uh, ability of just knowing when to just step up a few steps more to avoid a rush, and it happened quite often. Uh, it, the defense line played really well, I thought. Um, McDowell was <laughs> a monster in his first NFL game. First regular season NFL game, I, I thought he played really well. Um, yeah, I have nothing. I have no concerns really of uh, of the of the defensive line. Um, I really don't really. I can't really take a lot from this this performance because they're playing the best offense in the league, and they're and they're missing a lot of a lot of big pieces. They they missed Ronnie Harrison for most of the game after that. Uh, just stupid. <laughs> really, really stupid penalty. I'm yeah, it was out. a stupid penalty by him. But if you're gonna throw him out, which he yeah, deserved to be thrown out, how do you not throw that coach out? I don't get it. Yeah. Like coach yeah. or not, imagine, imagine 
if LeBron, okay, I'm not going to compare yeah. Ronnie Harrison to LeBron. Imagine if that happened in the NBA. Imagine if an assistant coach oh, I know. got up and pushed a player. It would be yeah. absolute mayhem. Yeah. But yet in the NFL, they're just like, oh, it's an unnecessary roughness on uh, the Kansas City's bench. Oh, and Ronnie Harrison, you're thrown out. Yeah. When he when he wasn't even the instigator, it was the no. Kansas City assistant that was the instigator. And you can yeah. tell Ronnie Harrison, son, I think it was Romo, said, oh, Ronnie Harrison stepped on the Chiefs player. No, no. he didn't. He was just trying to get out of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm not making excuses for Ronnie Harrison. He no. should have been thrown out. Yeah. But how do you not do anything with that assistant coach? Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Um, yeah, that was. It just put it put the whole defense in a in a bind again. Um, they didn't. They uh, with Delpit Grant Delpit inactive. That put MJ Stewart back on the field, which is not something that we want to see. He did almost <laughs> have an interception, though. He was if he was about True. two inches taller, he has an interception. <laughs> if only. <laughs> you know who is two inches taller than MJ Stewart? <laughs> Roddy Harrison. Oh, I, <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I it just it's tough to take anything from this uh, this performance because they obviously they t- missing two safeties. Um, I don't think they could run whatever they what they wanted to really like. They played a lot of base defense, which was just not good. <laughs> don't do that. And I saw former that. yeah, I saw former waiting for next year, and now OBR. X's and those guys, Jake Burns, literally, I forget the exact tweet, but he was like, get out of base defense. Yeah. Like, I guess when you're missing, when you're on a third string safety, yeah, and who's a very important part of the defense when you're going against Patrick Mahomes, it kind of changes things, but they didn't do like anything <coughs> to like try to like trick yeah. the eyes of Mahomes at all. No, yeah, it was, it just seemed like a defense that was learning still of how to play together and couldn't fully do what they wanted to do. Um, so that's why a rematch would be uh, fun to see. <laughs> see what they actually can do when it's healthy. In and, Cleveland. In Cleveland, in the Cleveland, same place. Yes, in Cleveland. Yes. Um, yeah, it's it was just, it looked like a defense, not not as bad as last year where it looked, they like completely were out of completely out talented. This year, it was just um, at key positions that to better uh, face this offense, they, they didn't have the personnel uh, today. So um, I'm not, I'm not too down on them. Uh, the secondary looked good. I have to say Denzel Ward. I was Denzel. just bring that up. Denzel Ward looked good today. Denzel looked really good. Who, who freaking runs with Tyson to, uh, for, with Hill, man? Like, seriously. yeah, that replay where he went, I mean, maybe it was defensive pass interference at the end, but he was running. Yeah. Stride for stride right with Tyreek. Yeah, stride for stride. I was trying to think of the word. No stride one does for stride that. with him across the field. Yeah, yeah. No one does that. So no. I'm, I was very impressed with Denzel today. For absolutely. Yeah. And we didn't hear Greg Newsom's or uh, Greedy Williams' name really, like in which oh, is here. Here's a here's a reception given up. Yeah, or a tackle downfield. Yeah, they. The if you don't hear a quarterback's name, obviously if you hear an interception, that's good. But if you don't hear their name, that means they're doing well in coverage and. I thought they did well. It was it was exciting to see this secondary play well. Um, uh, it's just the middle of the defense needs to get better. Um, I'm hoping as JOK develops and learns and gets better that we can 
put him in the off and the defense more and shuffle out some of these other guys like Mac Wilson and um, Malcolm Smith. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that performance. Um, it's defense where you're offense, where you're just, you're not gonna, you're not going to be successful very often. And um, yeah, it's, I'm okay with it. And time, time is the uh, time is on their side and they'll uh, get better and get more healthy. Absolutely, yeah. It's weird to say that the Browns, Browns secondary played well today when Mahomes was twenty-seven or thirty-six, <laughs> three hundred thirty-seven yards and three touchdowns. But I truly think that they did. They're just you just can't stop Mahomes, right? Yeah. How many? Honestly. How many besides um, besides Tyreek Hill? I don't know of. Yeah, they didn't have a receiver over twenty yards. Tyreek had one ninety-seven. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's only on, so much you can one do. of them was one of them was on what uh one of the five yards seventy five most Mahomes Mahomes plays of all time. Um, yeah, overall, I don't think they did too bad against Tyreek. Um, it was just Kelsey that kind of just absolutely <laughs> murdered them throughout the game, and uh, that's something they'll have to improve on. And once they get the personnel, I think they can definitely improve on. So. It's uh, it's not a, it's not like the special teams where I don't know if they have the options. <laughs> the defense has the options and has the talent to get better, so I'm okay with that, and uh, they'll get better. Yeah, like we've been saying, I there's plenty of things that they can improve on and work on ahead. I, I'm not even ahead going to week two, just all season, because mm-hmm. just like Ohio State when. Like as Ohio State, I just I don't just think of the Big Ten or their current opponent. I think of the big picture. As the Browns fan that I am now, which is weird to say, I'm not just worried about next week. I'm worried about the big picture, and the big picture I think is very very positive. Yep, yeah, it, we're in we're we're in a position where the big picture matters, and uh, we're not in the game to game hoping hoping looking at the uh, playoff uh, predictor simulation open that they can get in um we're in a big picture Wait, hold on it wasn't a playoff predictor simulation it was an <laughs> NFL, nfl draft pick simulation come on let's be honest <laughs> we we were using the playoff thing for maybe four weeks and then we'll go to the play, uh, nfl draft but yeah we're this is uh it's definitely it, we're in a different position um just looking at the big picture, um, and it's exciting to see. Um, none of the uh, – we can talk about this maybe a little later. Um, none of the other AFC North teams have looked good, have looked great, really. Um, I, I, Pittsburgh won. Uh, they beat Buffalo, which uh, which was an impressive win, but it was based on pretty much a, just a dominant performance by the defense, and we already knew that. Was Pittsburgh's <laughs> defense is very, very good, yeah, and their offense is – the offense just does what it and, does. And yeah. 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 Um, I was very surprised that Pittsburgh went into Buffalo, although Buffalo – my one of my buddies is a Steelers, huge Steelers fan, and he was like, if you're going to blame – the Steelers win on the Bills, then you have to blame the Chiefs win on the Browns. But I said it's different. Like the Bills literally that fourth and seven. I don't know if any of you guys watched or no fourth and one. I don't know if any of you guys watched Bill Steelers team. Fourth and one, you have Josh Allen, who's a huge quarterback, and they did like a weird pass slash pitch, and it was the loss of seven. I was like, that is literally the Freddie Kitchens 
<laughs> most play I think I've ever seen besides a fourth and seven draw. Yeah. I just the Bills shot themselves in the foot rather than the Steelers actually winning that game. So but like you have to give it up to the Steelers. They went in the Buffalo right. and won a huge yeah. game. And then you have Cincinnati beat the Minnesota Vikings in overtime. Minnesota. I think it's safe to say Minnesota's trash. Now we learn. Whoa. <laughs> They're trash. So I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but, uh, hold on. Let's be honest. Kirk Cousins is trash. Wow. Minnesota's offense is pretty good if they had a if decent quarterback. If your, quarter, if your quarterback is trash, you're pretty much trash. We've learned, that. Adam, we've learned that as a Cleveland Browns fan quite often. I think as not. a fantasy football player, Adam Thielen had a pretty damn good game, so I'm perfectly fine with that. Yes, thank you, Adam. <laughs> yes, but I yeah, agree. so the AFC North as a whole, I think it's safe to say that they're the best division in football. So yeah. that'll not only prepare the Browns throughout the season, but it'll also be a freaking dogfight in all six ASC North games as well. Yeah, we'll see uh, with Baltimore uh, tomorrow night. But yeah, it's uh, it's shaping up to be a good uh, good division to get a lot of experience, a lot of different looks um, because each team is kind of built differently. Um, Cincinnati is has a good secondary, um, a really good explosive passing game, um, and then uh, Pittsburgh is just a dominant defense um with uh, yeah what you have to say about ben roethlisberger's passing game i want to hear it (laughs) a noodle arm can we call it a noodle arm (laughs) but yeah it's uh yeah so it's one of those games a lot of it'll be a good experience with against pittsburgh their their team there you can't make mistakes um and because they'll take advantage of it so it'll be good tests uh, uh when they play them what i think is way down the line um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun division to fight. Uh, see, and we'll see tomorrow how good uh, Baltimore is with Lamar Jackson. They'll probably be pretty damn good with Lamar Jackson, who will somehow be their quarterback and running back right. all season. Oh yeah, they're he's definitely leading the leading the team in rushing easily now. <laughs> There's I don't I don't yeah, uh, Le'Veon Bell is not gonna he's not. Uh, He's not from four years My ago. My favorite thing about Lavian Bell, and I know I said this in the WFMI Discord, was Adam Schefter tweeted the news out that the Baltimore Ravens signed Lavian Bell. And keep in mind, Lavian Bell hasn't played with the Steelers since 2017. <laughs> and the picture Schefter used was of Bell in a Steelers jersey. And yeah. I said, that shows you how <laughs> irrelevant Lavian Bell is. <laughs> Just shows you what happened the last four, what, four years or so of his career. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how how they uh, play on offense, but they're another good defense, and yeah, the Browns are gonna they're gonna be in a division where defenses are gonna be tough, so it's gonna be it's gonna sharpen this offense even more uh, going forward, which is always positive. Yeah, and looking at the big picture, like I said before, it's a good thing, I guess, that the AFC North is very good because it'll give the Browns plenty of experience against good teams, mm-hmm. but it also stinks because. For six weeks out of the for six games out of the seventeen that you play, you're in a dogfight, and then yeah. you have a division like uh, the NFC East, right? With oh my God. Washington, with Washington, Philadelphia, Dallas, and I'm missing one. Uh, New York. Yeah, imagine if the Browns were in that division. Yeah, like that was the division where like the team we, went eight, we and, eight be- and won it. Yeah, we would be we would be uh, resting our starters in like week fifteen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like being in a good vision has its positives, but it also has plenty of negatives as well. So yeah, I, 
But going back to Browns, Kansas City, since we're here to recap that game. <laughs> Browns lost by four in one of the toughest environments in the NFL. They should have won, I know. It's cliche. Mm-hmm. The Browns should have won and they lost. It's, what it's you true. Do. It's true. But without self-inflicted mistakes, they win that game. Yeah. In the first half, even if you just throw away the second half, I know also a game has two halves. There's a reason a game has two halves. But that first half, man. Yeah. So I'm, that's why I'm, yeah, that's why I'm so excited about this offense. And it's yeah. without Odell Beckham and for three quarters of the game, it was without their left tackle. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fun, man. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to just see how they keep developing, keep improving. Um, it, it, we saw a, we saw a rookie just absolutely have a a really freaking good game for for his first time on the field in a regular season game. It, it was. It was it was a fun game. Like how many times did we say a loss was a fun game? That was a really fun game, um, and it, it really, if you like look at it, it doesn't matter going forward. It, it was it was a game a loss, and you just move on. And yeah, sixteen more games to go. Um, it's it was more of a measuring stick than anything else, and. They measured up. They measured that they they can compete with the best. I'm all about cliches tonight. It's a marathon, not a sprint. That's true. Don't judge. Don't judge this Browns team because of the record. Judge it on their performance. Mm -hmm. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. In that first half, man, if they can play like that, even if it's ninety, eighty-five to ninety percent of what they did, Baker was throwing, was threading the needle, throwing lasers. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, if they're both fresh in the fourth quarter and you had the lead, good luck. Although today, I guess they did have the lead in the fourth quarter, so I take that back. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I just – this offense, even if you have plenty of questions about the defense, it's hard to find something bad about the offense. And like we said in the preview, the biggest question mark offensively is Baker Mayfield, and that shows you how good this offense is and can be. And he's not a question mark <laughs> in my eyes, but yeah. Although I made the mistake of scrolling through Twitter, which is oh, something God. you should never do after a Browns loss. No. And you would have thought that Baker Mayfield was the worst <laughs> quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter, don't do it. <laughs> after a loss, Ever. Twitter. Twitter after no, loss. No, no, is... no, 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 no. You don't even have to say after a loss. Just yeah. Twitter. Don't do it. Just <laughs> yeah, if you don't have Twitter now, loss, don't yeah. download it. I promise you, you'll, you're better off that way. You'll be a it's way, it's so toxic. <laughs> yeah, it's. I. It was amazing to see all those kind of comments. Uh, it's like they're watching. I don't know what the hell they're watching. <laughs> Quite frankly. It's, and then you yeah. had that Scottish Hammer play, and oh my god! If yeah. Brown, same old Browns, come on, get a new one. <laughs> I know. Please. I saw. Yeah, Brownsing. Like no, please don't. No, <laughs> we're not. We're not the 2000, what, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Just keep going. You literally could have started that. You literally could have just named off twenty straight years. Except for 2003 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was it, just stop with that crap. And uh, it, it just show, the game showed that this is a new team that we've never seen before in, in Cleveland. 
um, since the return, and I can't wait. I just can't wait for the for the re- uh, rest of the season to start. Yeah, you kind of already did it, but any closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait for next uh, what next week. Uh, gonna be there at uh, home opener. All right, weird flex. Back. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> so you take it over here. Okay. Uh, no, it's just um, I, I can't wait to just be back with the whole fans and. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. I thought uh, two years ago when coming on in uh, Freddie Kitchen's year, that, that opening game was a front. Wait, <laughs> that, that atmosphere. We deleted that season out that's of the, Yeah, that, that season yeah. didn't happen. That's true. <laughs> but, yeah, that atmosphere was amazing, and I can't imagine jumping in, uh, in the next week and seeing uh, the fans there. It's going to be fun. Against the uh, fighting Tyrod Taylors. The fighting Tyrod Taylors, who had a really good game, I have to say. Um, but, yeah, it, the Browns are going to be coming in quite pissed off, probably. And uh, I can't wait to see how they uh, respond. It, it's another test. Um, it's going to be a season of tests of how to get better and all that. And rebounding from this kind of really, uh, really bad, not a bad loss, but like uh, – Disappointing loss. Um, it'll be important to see how they re- respond, and I can't wait to see it. And um, hopefully, offense and defenses get healthy, getting Gedrick back. Hopefully, maybe Grant Delbert gets back, um, and we'll see uh, see even better uh, better performance, which is kind of hard to see, uh, hard to hard to imagine. But they can definitely get better. Yes, I yeah, like I said, they played so well, but they also played bad enough especially in the second half where there's so much to learn from and that's i mean i know it's cliche like because i'm all about cliches this 45 minutes it's it's a good it's a wait who said it tyrone lou it's wins and lessons today was a lesson today was absolutely i think it was ty it was if it's wins and lessons today's a lesson but there's so much to look forward to because they if they just from the first half. The second half, all right, they struggled, especially mm-hmm. offensively, especially special teams. But that first half, if you play like that, all right, I'm not going to say not, anything else. You're if not you play like that, yeah, you're not losing <laughs> a lot of games. That's a, that's yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it. I won't jinx anything You're, you're just going to be like the Kansas City Chiefs where your margin of error is quite big because they most teams can't match up to it. So. It'll be, hey, you can't go for field goals against the Browns because they're going to score touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Browns lost to Kansas City at at Kansas City in Arrowhead. Oh, we're Uh, in last place. Oh, my God. uh, 33-29. Although, you have to admit, if the Browns were in first place, you know that someone would have put a screenshot of that Browns in first place. But besides (laughs) that. So, yeah. Josh and Joe, Browns Instant Insights Podcast Edition. We'll be back next week, 1 o'clock start, but Joe is going to the game, so it'll be a little bit after the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, just make sure you sub- subscribe. Waiting for next year on YouTube. Uh, like our page on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, even though we said don't ever use Twitter. It's bad. It's very, very bad. <laughs> but if you use Twitter, please follow us, WFMIClee on Twitter. Yeah, and thanks for joining us. I have nothing else to say. I have a smile on my face, even though the Browns are 0-1, because they showed plenty of promise today. Thanks for joining us, guys. See ya.
Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.